Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. All right, welcome into KJ and Dondero. I'm Mark Dondero with you. KJ is off this week. Uh, birthday? Traveling? Celebrate? I don't know what he's doing, but he's off. He's not here. So he's not going to be able to react to the disappointing loss last night suffered by the Boston Red Sox. Disappointing game, disappointing loss, disappointing mood to start the show. Um, because this team... You know, I'm not going to get too high on a win over the Baltimore Orioles, and we can talk about that a little bit if you want, because that was a series win, apparently. Somebody needs to tell me how that's a series win. But that was a series win. We'll ask Bradford or something, because, uh, yeah, whatever. They had a good game against the Orioles. Then they had a nice win, a nice come-from-behind win against the Yankees on Friday night. And it was a good win. Solid win. But when you're the Boston Red Sox, and you're below 500, and you've underwhelmed basically all year long, okay, one good win against the Yankees on Friday night isn't good enough. Witness what they did in the Bronx, what was it, a few weeks ago, a month ago? Xander Bogarts, the big run, third base, makes a great read. They have the, the win on Friday night, and then uh, the rest of the series went awry, to put it kindly. Okay, last night was extremely disappointing. Now, Cutter Crawford pitched well. You know, he bounced back from the, the, the bad start he had against Kansas City. He's been pitching well overall recently. And he pitched really well last night, except except he gave up two runs in the inning after the Red Sox scored two runs. So there were a bunch of big no-nos in this game. Okay, the inning after you score is a, you know, that's the most important inning for a pitcher. You have to shut down the offense, the opposing offense, in the inning after you score. It's a huge momentum shift if the opposing offense is able to break through and bounce back after a bad inning. You know, it changes the game. And Crawford gave up a a home run, a two-run home run, to who was it? Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who, correct me if I'm wrong, but in 103 games had no home runs. You just can't do that. You can't have that. Okay, so you give up the lead immediately after scoring two runs you know, some of your lower, your bottom of the order guys come through. You're grinding away all throughout the early part of that game. You get the lead. You push a few across, and then immediately you give it back. So that was number one. Okay? Not good. But I'm not going to get on Crawford too much. You know, the guy didn't pitch well the last time out. He's battling back. It's the Yankees. He's, you know, he had a great night for the most part against Aaron Judge. But you can't do that. And then late in the game. Okay, now, I don't know whether or not Alex Cora made the call. 
I don't know whether it was just a read from Xander Bogarts. But Xander Bogarts is the leader of the team. Um, you know, as the best player, arguably, on the team. You you just simply cannot get picked off in that situation in the se- I think it was the seventh inning. You cannot get picked. He knows that. We all know that. Okay? My JV guys at Zavarian Brothers High School know that. You can't get picked off. Okay? You can't. Or make the final out of the inning at third base. You can't do that. As you're sitting there in scoring position with J.D. Martinez up, and to boot, you've got to roll this Chapman on the mound. He is struggling. He can't find it. And he's trying to go to that slider. That's not working for him. He wants to rely on the fastball that J.D. Martinez, for the most part, hits well. I know the bat in the next inning didn't go well, but you've got to give him a chance. In that situation, you have to. And they didn't get a chance to, you know, drive in the go-ahead run. I don't know why it was so imperative that an insurance run moves into scoring position. You have, I mean, if you were down by a run or down by two runs, it would mean a little bit. I mean, I would get it or understand it a little bit more. A little bit more. You could never make the last out at third base, but I get it a little bit more. Instead, you're tied. All you need is one to push across one run. It gives you the lead back, and you can hopefully hold them um, and win the game. But it didn't happen because Xander Bogarts got picked off and thrown out at third. Xander Bogarts, best player on the team. Everybody wants to keep him. And obviously his career shouldn't be defined by one thing or something like that. You know, I'm not saying this is a bit. I'm just saying the Red Sox last night, were let down by their best their best guys. The guys that everybody wants to give hundreds of millions of dollars to. Meanwhile, the guys High and Bloom brought in showed up late last night in the ninth inning. Reese McGuire and Tommy Pham got hits. You know, it's the guys that you want to give hundreds of millions of dollars to who came up and tapped one in front of the plate. Now, I don't know if Rafael Devers is hurt, if he's totally right physically. I don't know. He's been terrible. What was he, 440 going into last night? And then he tapped one. Little dinker in front of home plate with the game on the line against the Yankees in a huge moment in your season. And then Xander Bogarts pops up. I mean, you you couldn't have two worse results offensively from your two best players. I mean, as you're, there's nothing more demoralizing when it comes to ball put in play as a tapper in front of home plate and a, a pop-up in the infield. That's as bad as it gets, really, when you're talking about putting a ball in play. There's, you know, it's better, I guess, than striking out or fouling out. But when you put a ball in play, a tapper, really, with the with the go-ahead run or the tying run on second base, you need to have this game. You need to find a way to win a series against an a, a real series against an AL East opponent. You need to find a way to continue to win games. And that's how you do that's what you do to come, you know, in an attempt to come through huge for your team. And then the Yankees execute down the stretch. Ben Intendi with the wall ball. And then it's that guy again, Kiner Falefa. That's, I mean, this is why I'm saying. You have a number, you stick to the number, and that's that. Baseball games, as good as Raphael Devers is, 
and we all love Devers' talent. Just because he's that good, he's not immune from f- for four for 41. He's not immune to it. Four for 40 going into that at-bat last night. That's what baseball is. That's what happens when you're dealing with a swing. And that's why I don't think any player is worth that money. You needed him to come through last night. He couldn't come through. Dribbler in front of home plate. That wasn't high and bloom. Can't blame last night on high and bloom. Okay? That was the manager and the players. And specifically, the best players. Because the guy, the guys Bloom has brought in have worked. They've been good. They have come through. Fam has been excellent. He had the walk-off hit on Friday night. McGuire is on a hit. He's got like a six-game hit streak and had to hit late in the game last night to give you a chance. I mean, those are the guys that are producing for the most part. Okay, and Hosmer's had some hits. Had some bad swings last night, but he's done some things and he's added some value. And by the way, um, Alex Verdugo, some nice plays defensively last night to keep the Red Sox in that game. So, you know, we've all bashed High and Bloom. Not me as much, but I think, I know nobody wants to hear it, but I think last night is a quality representation as to why no baseball player, no batter, is worth $350 million, $400 million. Because Devers is one of the best players in the league, best hitters in the league. And he came into that at bat last night, four for his last 40, and then dribbled one across the plate. That, that's the reality. Now, they can still win today. They can still stay in it. You lose today. All I mean, you don't want to put too much on this one game today. But if you lose today, that really demoralizes a lot of people, including me. Because you had a chance at a series win. You were up 2-0 after a win on Friday night. You know, you're battling. You're trying to find a way to stay in it. You're still four games out of the last wild card spot. You have a chance to take it to the Yankees, who have been struggling. And to let if you let that slip away, how do you... Like, I? it's just... You can't continue to do that and think you're going to have a chance. Okay, now I took High and Bloom off the hook for last night. But there are still things that he's doing that make no sense to me, and we can get to that in a little bit. But there's just a disconnect right now with this team. Okay? Alex Cora feels a little fed up, and obviously he's going to be annoyed because his team isn't producing, and he has his best players, best hitters. What did they go last night? Was it 0 for 13? 1 for 13, I think it was, after the uh, Bogarts hit? I mean, J.D. Martinez, big night Friday night, back down into the toilet. You know, you have to have some of the production come from your best players in order to avoid some of these tough losses. And they can't do it. The Red Sox have been awful in the clutch. You know, Friday night notwithstanding. And they've got to find a way today to get it done. They have to. I don't know how you go forward with any hope. Is this too dramatic? I mean, I just don't know how you go forward with any hope 
after today if you lose this game. If once again you find a way to take the first game from the Yankees of a series with everything they've been through and everything that's on the line in terms of trying to hold on to a chance at that last wild card spot, if you find a way to lose tonight, okay, I don't know how you find I don't know how you go forward with any hope or optimism. I don't know how you do it, especially with your top guys playing the way they're playing and hitting the way they're hitting. It was just a perfect example of why I don't want to shell out $350 million. $350 million to one of the best hitters in the league. And he comes into that last at bat last night, four for 40, and then hits a little tapper in front of the plate. That, that's baseball. That's the swing. That's what you deal with when you're a batter. Slumps, bad stretches, a lack of production. Okay, and it's just, you know, right now, Reese McGuire is a better hitter than Raphael Devers. That's the reality. That's baseball. Okay, so that's why I understand you need good players, and I understand that the Yankees, they bring up a lot of tough guys, a lot of tough outs. You know, and if you want to build it that way, good for you. But the Red Sox have enough bats right now to beat this team. Okay, especially when you factor in how some of the bullpen guys have performed and how Cutter Crawford pitched last night. Okay, on paper, you should be able to beat the Yankees when you get pitching performances like that. You can't have your top guys, the guys that you want to give all the money to, perform the way they performed. And Xander Bogart's getting picked off and thrown out at third with two outs. Inexcusable. Especially when representing the go-ahead run. You cannot let that happen. Comes up with a chance to redeem himself, pop up to the infield. Devers, Tapper, back to the... I mean, literally, you could not find two more unbecoming uh, results for an at-bat, for a baseball player. Those are the two worst things you could do in terms of putting the ball in play as a hitter. A Tapper in front of home plate and a pop-up to the infield. It's just, That end-of-the-game scenario last night was just so bad, okay? And whatever, you know, you're going to give up that bunt. That was a tough play. It was a good bunt. Give them credit. They executed it. You know, unlike you did the, the night before, I don't know what happened on Friday night. Now, it didn't burn you, but you had the bunt there that got down. I think it was Verdugo on third. He didn't end up scoring, or whoever was on third didn't end up scoring. They weren't on the same page. Yankees were on the same page, and they got it done. I mean, you don't want to blame Alex Cora. You want to blame Hyam Bloom, okay? But, you know, it looked like to me that the Yankees were prepared for Xander Bogarts, whatever he was doing on second base. That's what it looked like to me. They either saw something, they realized something, and they ended up picking him off and ending that inning. And then when Chapman came back in in the eighth, he had figured it out. Okay? And then later, they execute the bunt play to score the winning run. So it looked like to me that Aaron Boone schooled Alex Cora last night. That's what I saw. Okay, I didn't see a bunch of, you know, high and bloom deficiencies last night on the field in one of the biggest games of the year when you had a chance to take two straight from the Yankees. I saw Alex Cora get outmanaged. I saw the Red Sox best players not get it done. That's what I saw. So we can continue to bash high and bloom. You can text in that you don't have to, you know, the, the, the GM is 
really bad, whatever. I thought the Red Sox had a chance to win that game, and I thought they didn't play well situationally, manager, and some of their best players didn't get it done. That's what happened last night. And now if they find a way to lose this series today, that will be demoralizing, and they're probably not going to be able to come back from that if you thought there was any hope that was even left over. So I'm not taking I'm not saying High and Bloom doesn't deserve any criticism because I'm going to do that next cuz I have a big question I want to ask. Okay, something that really confuses me about the direction of the Red Sox that makes no sense to me and this turn this whole scenario on its head. So we'll get to that next. That was a bad loss last night. You had that game and the way you lost giving up runs the inning after you score and your best guys not coming through in in situational, you know, basic-type baseball plays against your biggest rival and one of the best teams in the league. You cannot make those kind of mistakes and expect to beat the New York Yankees, and you can't make those kind of mistakes when you're trying to fight for your playoff life here down the stretch after the year you've had. Let's get it trending. When we come back, what is Haim Bloom doing and why? Why did he do one thing or not do one thing specifically? I have questions. I'm going to ask them next. This is KJ and Dondero, Mark Dondero. Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. All right, here's what's trending at WEI and WEI.com. The Red Sox falling to the Yankees last night, a score of 3 to 2. Isaiah Kiner Falefa was the thorn in the Red Sox side as his home run in the fifth and his bunt in the ninth led to all three runs that were scored by the Yankees. Red Sox wrap up this three game series today in the, uh, actually, excuse me, tonight. At 7 p.m. with Michael Waka expected to be the starting pitcher. You can, of course, catch the Red Sox pregame show with Brian Barrett at 6 p.m. before the game right here on the Shaws and Star Market at WEI Red Sox Network. Around the NFL, the injury to Jets quarterback Zach Wilson's knee appears to not be as serious as initially thought with reports. Uh, and I don't know if you saw this, Mark, but it was a Twitter account called, I think, Sports Central Medicine. They like had maybe 3,000 followers who tweeted out that he tore his ACL. They were like, our doctors confirmed it was a torn ACL. And reporters ran with it. I don't know what was going on with all that. Yeah, that feels questionable. Yeah, I, well, I questioned it as soon as I saw it. But it appears to be just a bone bruise and a torn meniscus. So he is expected to be out roughly two to four weeks. Uh, it is worth noting that this is the same knee Wilson did hurt last year, then he would miss some time with that as well. And then finally, the New England Revolution picked up a 1-0 victory over the D.C. United. Carl's Gill, I believe this is how it's pronounced. It might be Jill, but I believe it's Gill, made an excellent shot to notch his fifth goal of the season as the Revolution moved to 8-9-7 and seven on the season. I'm Ethan Rusadulu, and that's what's trending at WEI and WEI.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. All right, back here on KJ and Dondero. Mark Dondero in with you. KJ out today. Where's KJ, Ethan? Do we know? I have no idea. He's not here. He's out. This was scheduled. This was scheduled uh, hiatus. So, getting an Ian Rappaport report on that coming up. We will talk about Tom Brady being out in Tampa uh, a little later in the show. Um, and we're going to talk football a little bit. But I have one more. Uh, I Just one more thing I want to say about the Red Sox for now. And we can get back into it. 617-779-7937 if you want to jump in. Here's what doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. And I thought I had a read on what Haim Bloom was trying to do. I thought I knew what he was looking for. And then one thing happened. One thing changed everything, and now I'm totally lost and confused. Why on this earth was Xander Bogarts not traded at the deadline? That completely jacked me up. That, that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever based on the trajectory of Haim Bloom's performance here as Red Sox president, gentleman, whatever. Based on everything we've seen, trading Mookie Betts, you know, not wanting to seemingly commit to some of the big-name guys, the high-priced guys. Bogarts has been pissed off. You've offended him. He hasn't been hitting in terms of power this year like he has in the past. Why you would not trade him Makes no sense to me. So by default, now I expect you to extend him. Which also makes no sense to me. I'm totally and utterly confused in terms of the direction of this team and what Bloom is trying to do. I don't even know what to say. Because every if he had, if he had been traded, then I would have gotten it. Okay. You're not interested in these big contracts. You don't think that those guys are worth the money. You're going to move on from Xander Bogart. You're going to try to get draft capital assets, whatever you want to call it, prospects, young guys, major league ready guys, maybe guys that aren't quite at the star level of Xander Bogarts, but pitchers that can come in and contribute and and fortify a bullpen with some depth or B guys that you think you can win with, which I think you could win with. But you didn't trade him. And you didn't trade J.D. Martinez. I, I, I don't know what we're doing here. Okay, I just don't know what we're doing here. That's what I'm not understanding. Okay, because to me, here's what this is what you should be doing. Okay, if you're high in bloom, if you're going to become Tampa North and go straight money ball, I don't agree with it. But if you're going to do that, do it. Like, just do it. Have a direction. Make sure everybody's on the same page and try to execute the plan. Okay, otherwise, 
if you're going to keep some of these guys around, you go for it. Okay, and by go for it, I'm not saying you just sign the biggest name guy that's out there a la Yankees 2003. Oh, A-Rod's available? Would you move to third base? Sure, let's get A-Rod in here. I'm not saying that. Okay? But if you're going to keep those guys here, and you're going to try to win with those guys, the big name, big bopper type of player, you go out and you fix some of the things that are becoming problems on the team. Okay, you don't let it fester for an entire half a season. First base, the bullpen. That's why I'm completely and utterly confused. Okay, because if you were going to if you were going to I guess tear it all down for lack of a better way of putting it, I would understand. I wouldn't agree with doing it that way as the guy that runs the Boston Red Sox, but I would understand what you're doing. You don't want the guys that make you know all the big bucks. You want to bring in all the B players like Tampa does, find young guys that can come up and contribute, and you want to do that. Okay, I don't agree with it as a Red Sox, but I like I, I see what you're doing. But there's never an excuse as the guy that runs the Red Sox to have black holes within the organization and on the roster. You should never do that with the money you have available to you, with the resources with the different things that are at your disposal, including guys being open and willing to come here to play. You know, unlike in some other sports, the Red Sox in Boston is a destination for a lot of major league players. And you have, you know, you decide, let's let's go the whole first half of the season with these holes in the lineup, first base, outfield, reliever. I mean, you should always be you should always have those holes plugged. I'm not saying get the biggest name out there or trade for the biggest star and just load up with big contracts and big names and resumes, but you should never have black holes in your lineup. You should never if you're the Boston Red Sox that should never happen, especially if you're going to compete and you've decided you're going to compete with Xander Bogarts and with Rafi Devers and some of the big-name guys that you're paying because the payroll is still pretty high and you're paying a tax. If you're paying that tax and if you're playing and going into business and in business with some of those guys, you should never, ever have the black holes. And if you do have one, you should plug it quick because you're the Boston Red Sox. That's what I don't understand, okay? I'm cool if you don't want to... If you want to play the money ball thing and try to lace... The money ball and, and the analytics with some of the big names that you can go at, go out and get as the Red Sox. You know, not every team can do it. The Red Sox can. That's what I would do. But if you're going straight money ball, I guess go straight money ball. Don't try to stay money ball and then it just ends up a black hole for four or five months. I don't get it and I don't understand based on what you've done why you didn't trade Xander Bogarts. That makes no sense to me. Why you wouldn't trade Xander Bogarts while allowing different positions to be really major weaknesses for the team all year long makes no sense to me. If you're going to commit to him, you make sure you plug those holes. If you're not going to commit to him, I get it. All right, you're going to let some other guys get a shot. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. We're not committing to the big name anyway. We're going to load up on prospects. We're going to see who can do what. 
and we're going to build it back up from the ground up, and we'll see where we are in a year or two or whatever because I've got time via John Henry if I'm high in bloom. I don't understand this middling approach. It has gotten too clunky for my liking, and I'm a high in bloom guy. But this has been too clunky, and not trading Xander Bogarts was a huge statement, and I thought something that really rattled my cage in terms of the direction of the Boston Red Sox. I don't agree with it, and I don't understand it. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Dan in Rhode Island. Hey, Dan, how are you? Good morning, Mark. Good morning, how Dan. are you? Good. No uh, musical raps from you today? You know, we got one coming in the... Uh, no, we don't have any. Sorry. <laughs> I don't do that. Okay. Maybe later. Hey, uh, uh, quick thing about uh, Zach Wilson. How exactly does he get a bone bruise when he was untouched? It was a, it was a non-contact injury. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. It you know, very Chris. It sounds very sale esque. At, it? at least it happened on the field of play. Unlike uh, the rib yeah. injury, unlike the bike injury. I mean, the finger happened on the field of play. I don't know. It, it sounds a little fishy. I'm just assuming because it was the knee that he injured last year, something still wasn't mm. right. I don't know a bone bruise. I mean, ask a doctor. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Hey, um. So you're talking about three hundred fifty million dollars? No way, right? I'm not. not no. that yeah, that's not for me. <clears throat> Perfect example is Tati, the kid in San Diego, right? Yes. So I, I just heard. I, I didn't know exactly. So he got busted for something called Clobristol, okay? Okay. Which is an anabolic steroid. So, <clears throat> so this guy, what did he sign? He was fifteen, three sixty, or something like it's, that. It might have been three eighty. Yeah. 15 years, and he's on the juice. So th- this opens up so much of a Pandora's box. So, A, obviously he's been taking steroids for quite a while. I think we can assume that, right? He's only 23. So it, this just puts another cloud in the, on the game. Nita was talking about in the last show, and I agree with him. Did you think for the most part that steroids was kind of out of the game? Yes. Up till now. Yeah, it felt that way. But now something like this makes you think it's still there. It's always been there. and It's always going to be there. And they're always just beating the system. It's just a matter of how stupid you are to get caught, you know? Yeah, and it's not guys it, like back in the day, you know, the heyday of steroids. You'd have actual needles going in people's asses. I don't think that's the case anymore. Uh, but there are ways around it, like you said, whether it's, you know, these little pills or whatever. But this you're, you're right. It's a bad thing. This guy was the, you know, arguably, I don't want to say the face of the league with Otani or Trout were still there. But as a young up-and-comer, he was probably the most hyped guy in terms of the young guys. And he was going to be the face of the league. And for this to happen now, yeah, it's a bad look. It's awful. He's not playing this year. He's not going to play for half of next year. Well, the, the problem, too, is that now we're back into the old one's guilty, they're all guilty. You know what I mean? And you have to suspect everybody. And it's just, they're never going to get past it. But, like, I'm, where I'm going with the point is, like, saying, to sign these guys for 15 years, whatever it is, he's 23 years old, $300, $400 million, it's, like, never going to be, he'll never live up to that. He'll just never live up to that. And now you, the, the thing that I'd be worried about is, if he has been on the juice and he tries to be clean, does he end up being just another average Joe? You know what I mean? That's yep. another reason why I wouldn't want to put out the money now. That's that's my biggest point. So that's it. You have a good day, pal. All right, thanks, Dan. Thanks for the call. Um, 
No, that's a good point. That's a good question to ask, and it's it's not my primary reason why I'm not willing to give a $380 million contract. Like I just think that the swing is a living and breathing organism that you can't rely on. Witness a 4-for-40 slump for Rafi Devers. Um, you know, and let's I keep saying, I've been saying it all year. Let's see when the Yankees get to the playoffs, all right? And maybe I'll be, you know, maybe I'll have to eat my words. But let's see when the Yankees get to the playoffs. Let's see how Aaron Judge does. Okay, because I'll tell you this, the 68 home runs or whatever he's going to hit won't mean anything if he goes into a huge slump come October. Okay, and if he goes into game six of the ALCS in Houston, three for 42 in the playoffs or whatever it is, you know, two for 26, that's not going to work. Okay, you don't pay guys. $400 million to do that. That's not, you know, it's about winning the championship. That's why I'm not for those type of contracts, especially for hitters. Okay, for any position, really. The guy, if you want to get, if if there's a one guy that I would give a big contract to, it would be a young pitcher who was a horse. That is the guy I would be most likely, and we'd have to see what the demands were and how much you'd actually give. But that's the guy be most likely to give a contract to. Big bodied, outstanding, top of the league type pitcher. That's what I would do. Because those guys, I feel like in the playoffs, are more reliable. Pitching is more reliable, it's not a swing. But yeah, that's a huge bummer, the Tatis news. Especially with what San Diego's been doing. They've the Soto and. Machado, they got some great players out there. You know, they're not really close to the Dodgers, but they got some great players. They could make it fun, and now their best player arguably isn't going to be there. So that's a big bummer. And that was just, and now the other thing about Tatis, you know, based on his early career, okay, and we're getting way ahead of ourselves, and we don't even need to discuss this right now. But based early off his, in his career and what he's done, he's he looked like a future Hall of Famer to me. <laughs> Now is he out of the Hall of Fame running because of this? They're not letting steroid guys in. He's a bona fide steroid guy now. Are they not letting him in? Are they going to not let him in come, you know, 20 years from now or whatever it is? 25 years from now? Because of one guilty steroid. uh, He got popped for steroids when he was 23? I don't know. Um... But, yeah, now the Red Sox have to win tonight or else I just don't know how you mentally come back from that after winning another first game of a series. All right, I want to switch gears here to a team um, that also didn't win the other night, but it doesn't matter. The Patriots' preseason game on Thursday night was disappointing to me, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay? I thought I was uncomfortable with the Patriots starting offense not playing. not play, like They should have played in that game, in my opinion. Now, not a lot. They didn't have to play two quarters, but you got a long game there, and you could give me something. 617-779-7937 is the phone number if you disagree. You could give me something. Okay, because this is an offense... That needs to find their way. And based on everything we've heard, okay, out of training camp and early here in the in the preseason process, they haven't been very good. 
you know, I think it was it Andy Hart or Mike Giardi. Somebody said that Mac Jones has been so bad that the offense looked better when he wasn't in. Okay, that's not what I'm trying to hear. Not going into Mac Jones' second year as the, as the starting quarterback and in a year that, you know, if you're really good, you pop. It doesn't take three, four years. In your second year, if you're really good, you pop and you become a star. Um, and now I'm hearing that Mac Jones is is bringing down the offense, essentially. Now, do I you know think that's going to be the case come the regular season? Obviously not. Nobody's been a bigger Mac Jones supporter than me. But I think that this offense, considering Jones is in his second year going into a second-year situation, considering you've got two new coaches that are trying to find their way on the offensive side of the ball, considering that the AFC this year is going to be very deep. I don't know. It feels like, to me, getting reps in an actual game would have been meaningful and useful. And I know you don't want anybody to get hurt, but I feel like the Patriots at this point, they can't worry about that. You know, they're not man. That's for teams that are managing a situation that they know is going to end up deep in January or near the AFC Championship game, if not beyond. You know, the Tom Brady-type teams. Patriots aren't that anymore. you got to figure out what's going on with your offense, and you got to find a way to play well. That's what you need to do. Okay, You can't manage injuries. Obviously, you don't want guys to get hurt. Okay, but the first order of bit it's not going to matter if guys who are hurt, who aren't hurt, uh, if you if nobody's hurt but the offense sucks, it's not going to matter. You have to find a way to get that offense going. And practice is one thing, and I know they have the joint practices this week, joint practices next week, Panthers, Raiders, that's fine. And those are useful, and the coaches think they're very useful, and I get it. It's not a game, though. Okay, And if you're trying to tell me that there is no opportunity in a game situation, even a preseason game, to add value to what you're doing in terms of preparing for the regular season, I'm sorry. You will never convince me of that, and that includes Bill Belichick. I think when you only have three preseason games, and what is Mac Jones in the offense? Are they going to start and play in the fourth one or the or the last one? I, I mean, then you're just what if they if they get hurt there, that's even worse. Like everybody, nobody's going to take them off the hook. Well, ah, oh, he got hurt in the fourth. Well, he didn't play in the first one. So I understand why he was playing in the, I keep saying the fourth. I keep, I understand why he was playing in the last game of the preseason. He didn't play in the first one, so I understand why he was playing in the last one. So, you know, he got hurt. That's what happens. No, that's no good either. So what is Mac Jones and the starters, are they going to play one preseason game? And then have three-plus weeks off until the regular season opener? So you're going to basically put your new offense with the second-year quarterback to the test based off of a couple of joint practices and one preseason game. Good luck. I want to see this offense play, and I think they should have played, and I think they need to continue to play and get reps until they've figured it out to the point where we're like, hey, guess what? they're good. They can move the ball. They know what they're doing. Okay, if you're trying to manage a, a really good team with a really good offense, the Chiefs, the Bills, I get it. You've got continuity. You know what you're doing. You've had success. You know what to expect. Manage that team. 
that's one of the luxuries of being good. You can manage that team in the preseason. You can manage that team to avoid injuries. The Patriots, they have to figure out their offense. If they don't figure out their offense, the whole team, could, the whole roster could be healthy. And I don't know what we're doing. You've got to figure out your offense. And I think a preseason game, like the other night against the Giants at home, was a good opportunity to get that get those guys some reps. Get those guys some live reps against another team. Because as productive as joint practices may be, you're not getting hit. You know you're not going to get hit. And whether or not, you know, you want to say that it doesn't matter, it does. You know, the driving range isn't the actual round of golf because you deep down know that this shot, as much as you want to simulate the real thing, you know deep down this shot ultimately doesn't matter. It's a driving range. Whereas when you're playing, that shot does matter. You know when you go out there in a, in a joint practice, you're not going to get hit, and if you don't do well, you got another one tomorrow. The preseason game, if you screw it up, you're going to get your, you know, you're going to get blown up. It's a real game. You're actually getting tackled. You're actually in harm's way. I think that was a missed opportunity, and I think based on what we've heard out of training camp for the Patriots, they don't have the luxury of sitting out and taking it easy and trying to manage guys in the preseason. They need to find a way to get the offense up and running and going. That was my biggest takeaway from the preseason game. Obviously, other things went well. There were guys that played that played well. We can get into that. But I think overall, the number ones, they need to get out there and they need to play, they need to produce, and they need to prove something to everybody, including themselves. All right, when we get back, um, I'm going to tell you what I did like about the preseason and who I liked and who caught my eye. This is KJ and Dondero, KJ out, market. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, back here on KJ Dondero, Mark Dondero, solo today. KJ out. Um, look, there were some good things I saw in the preseason game the other night, specifically Tyquan Thornton. Um, you know, I thought he was good. You know, I thought it was good. I don't know what it means. I don't know if that means he's going to be a, a contributor. I don't know if that means he's going to be a star. I don't know. I mean, it's better than him sucking, so that's good. Um, I thought he was good blocking. I thought, you know, despite the fact that he's he's slim, I thought that he really physically held up okay. Made some nice blocks. Fought through contact, obviously on the touchdown. Fought through, not that it was the biggest deal, but he fought through the hold, was able to get open and secure the catch. So, you know, that's a net positive for Tyquan Thornton early on. So that's good. Um, and that's meaningful, and the Patriots are going to need that. I I just I I don't understand. Like I, I just don't understand. Like why didn't Jonu Smith play in that game? Why didn't he play in that game? This guy it was awful last year. You know, you need all the help you can get from a weapons perspective. You need a guy that can step up. And if there is any opportunity to generate a little momentum. Why aren't you trying to seize it? I don't get it. I would have made him play in that game just out of punishment for last year. Do you think they're trying to hide something? So you know what? I Here's what I think. Okay, I think Bill Belichick thinks that the offense isn't ready. And I think in part, now obviously they're managing, you know, and a lot of the teams around the league, whatever the trend, it felt like the trend was a lot of guys weren't going to play in the first preseason game. I think Derek Carr and Devontae Adams aren't even playing in their second preseason game, which is technically their first because they play the Hall of Fame game. But I think that Belichick thinks that the offense isn't ready, and if you put them out there in a real game, they would have looked bad. That would have been a net negative for their confidence. I think that would have really put them in a bad spot mentally. I don't know if it would have rattled Mac Jones. I don't know. I just don't think he thinks they're ready. Forget about whatever consequences there would be from that if that was the case. He just didn't think they were ready and didn't want to put them in a game situation that early. That's what I think because I can't understand why you wouldn't want to give a guy like Smith or a guy like Nelson Aguilar. Like, what is Nelson Aguilar? Aguilar was not good last year. And now we're giving him preseason games off like he has nothing to prove? Like, all those guys have something to prove. And that includes Mac Jones. Now, we think we know what he is. But all those guys have something to prove. This is not some established offense that you know what you're going to get. You know, that you can ride them through the divisional round no problem. You know, you do those things when you have Brady and Gronk and Edelman and Amendola and guys that have produced and have been here for years. You don't worry about their rapport. You don't worry about their confidence. You don't worry about their ability to execute in big games when you have to have it, when you're down in the fourth quarter, when you're down to th- or it's third and long. You don't worry about that. This team you worry about. And none of them are, I just don't understand. Even a little, I'm not asking for three quarters. I'm asking for a series or two. Show me something and get them out there. 
put the pressure on them to go out there in limited action and perform, then come out. I don't understand how the Patriots got better by not playing any of those guys. I don't get it. Let's talk to Stephen Fall River, who has a take that should last for years. Steve, what's up? It doesn't matter. Everything said doesn't matter. They are in. They are where the rest of the AFC was from 2003 to 2018. Now that's behind the Buffalo Bills instead of everybody behind the New England Patriots. With Josh Allen firmly in place, we have no chance. It doesn't matter. Everything we say means nothing. Uh, here's the problem, though. Exacerbated. We have, if you want to use it in terms of war, we just took a big setback. We're, we're, we're trying to build up the army again. I hate to use the nuclear war, but we got nuked in that game. We're in, the, we're in nuclear winter right now. We've got to come out and test the atmosphere and just start from square one. And we have to get good draft picks. We have a several-year rebuild, and this guy goes out and gets a, a guard. How stupid. He's spending John U. Smith and these two guys you met, Nelson Aguilar. He's a, that's a setback for years, Mr. Dundero. That's a year's setback. This 2019 draft with Nikhil Harry, disaster. And guess what? We're ready to write a disaster on the 2020. If Kyle Duggar is not a good player, and he fell off last year, if Kyle Duggar is not a really good player, a, a cheap or uh, poor man's Bob Sanders, that draft's garbage. And now we're pushed back a few more years, but it really doesn't matter anyway because the Buffalo Bills are firmly on top of our division and the rest of the AFC is firmly loaded with quarterbacks, we have to start realizing where we are. We are the New York Jets. We are the Buffalo Bills. We are the Miami Dolphins of 2003 to 2016. And the, the quicker we begin to accept that, the better off it will be. But that doesn't give us you a show to perseverate about why didn't the offense go in, why is Joe Judge calling play. It doesn't matter. All right. Well, thanks for the call, Steve. I, I, so that's fine. I understand his point. I, I'm saying, though, it doesn't. It might not matter. You know, the Bills might be better than you, irregardless. But if you got a football team and you're going to play games this year, okay, and I happen to think that the Patriots have some players. You know, on paper, they have some players. So if you're going to play the games this year, why not put those players who are going to play the games in the best possible position to win the games? And I just don't think not playing in, in a limited preseason schedule as is I don't I don't know how that added value to what you're trying to do. I know you don't want guys to get hurt. I get it. But you've got a long way to go with coordinators that are not experienced and a whole dynamic that's not really proven. I I need I need to see something. You know, I can't have this happening. I need to see something and I need these guys to get on the field and to show that they can either produce on the NFL level or they could produce in a Patriots uniform, and they can actually move the ball up and down. And like I said, not just move the ball up and down. How about move the ball up and down when you're down in the fourth quarter and the other team knows you're throwing, or move the ball up and down on third and long? And they're not out there? I just don't understand. I don't get it. Like, I thought you got better at football by playing football, and that was a good opportunity to get better, even for a little bit. Two series. 
one quarter. That's all. And they didn't do it. And I don't based on where they are. Again, if you were established, I'm cool. I'd probably be rooting for you not to play anyone. But you're not established and you don't know what you have and all the reports say you're struggling. You got to get out there and you got to figure it out. Okay? Because I'm going to tell you why when we get back, you have to figure it out. Because we're not in 2014 anymore. It's not, and I'm not talking about Tom Brady necessarily. But there is a reason why you have to figure it out. And we'll talk about that next. This is KJ Nundera. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.